0: Doing it as well as this old lady did. The moment she touched my hand, I could feel myself slipping, and I knew that whatever it was that she had come after, she would go away with it, and that I would aid and abet her all I could toward this end. In other words, that penetrating smile and that warm handshake had disarmed me and made me a willing victim. At a single stroke, this old lady had shorn me of that false shell into which I crawl when salesmen come around selling or trying to sell that which I do not want. To go back to an expression which you found quite frequently in previous lessons of this course, this gentle visitor had neutralized my mind and made me want to listen. Ah, but here is the stumbling point at which most salespeople fall and break their necks, figuratively speaking for it is as useless to try to sell a man something until you have first made him want to listen as it would be to command the earth to stop rotating note well how this old lady used the smile and a handshake as the tools with which to pry open the window that led to my heart but the most important part of the transaction is yet to be related Slowly and deliberately, as if she had all the time there was in the universe, which she did have, as far as I was concerned at that moment, the old lady began to crystallize the first step of her victory into reality by saying, I just came here to tell you, what seemed to me to be a long pause, that I think you are doing the most wonderful work of any man in the world today. Every word was emphasized by a gentle, though firm squeeze of my hand, and she was looking through my eyes and into my heart as she spoke. After I regained consciousness, for it became a standing joke among my assistants at the office that I fainted dead away, I reached down and unlocked the little secret latch that fastened the gate and said, Come right in, dear lady, come right into my private office. And with a gallant bow that would have done credit to the cavaliers of olden times, I bade her come in and sit a while. As she entered my private office, I motioned her to the big easy chair back of my desk while I took the little hard-seated chair which Under ordinary circumstances, I would have used as a means of discouraging her from taking up too much of my time. For three quarters of an hour, I listened to one of the most brilliant and charming conversations I have ever heard, and my visitor was doing all of the conversing. From the very start, she had assumed the initiative and taken the lead, and up to the end of that first three quarters of an hour, she found no inclination on my part to challenge her right to it. I repeat, lest you did not get the full import of it, that I was a willing listener. Now comes the part of this story which would make me blush with embarrassment if it were not for the fact that you and I are separated by the pages of this book, but I must summon the courage with which to tell you the facts because the entire incident would lose its significance if I failed to do this. As I have stated, my visitor entranced me with brilliant and captivating conversation for three quarters of an hour. Now, what do you suppose she was talking about all that time? No, you are wrong. She was not trying to sell me a book, nor did she once use the personal pronoun, I. However, she was not only trying, but actually selling me something, and that something was myself. She had no sooner been seated in that big cushioned chair than she unrolled a package which I had mistaken for a book that she had come to sell me, and sure enough, there was a book in the package in fact several of them for she had a complete year's file of the magazine of which i was then editor hill's golden rule she turned the pages of those magazines and read places that she had marked here and there assuring me in the meanwhile that she had always believed the philosophy back of that which she was reading Then, after I was in a state of complete mesmerism and thoroughly receptive, my visitor tactfully switched the conversation to a subject which, I suspect, she had a mind to discuss with me long before she presented herself at my office. But, and this is another point at which most salespeople blunder, had she reversed the order of her conversation and begun where she finished, the chances are that she never would have had the opportunity to sit in that big easy chair during the last three minutes of her visit she skillfully laid before me the merits of some securities that she was selling she did not ask me to purchase but the way in which she told me of the merits of the securities plus the way in which she had so impressively told me of the merits of my own game had the psychological effect of causing me to want to purchase, and even though I had made no purchase of securities from her, she made a sale, because I picked up the telephone and introduced her to a man to whom she later sold more than five times the amount that she had intended selling me. If that same woman or another woman or a man who had the tact and personality that she possessed should call on me, I would again sit down and listen for three quarters of an hour. We are all human. And we are all more or less vain. We are all alike in this respect. We will listen with intense interest to those.